Steve and Annie meet Batman, episode 4, The Sport of Penguins. Alright, so we are back with another great episode of Batman to review. Yeah, it's right? the Sport of Penguins episode. <laughs> and this episode, I think it's a good one. It's a two-parter, which is the first two-parter of season yeah, three. Yeah, the season three, yeah, the first one. And what... And what and what characters, what awesome villains to use for the first two part of the year? <laughs> no, you, you couldn't get any better. This is Steve and Andy meet Batman, and what we do is basically watch episodes of the 1960s Batman TV show, and and basically we just talk about them. I don't. That's about it. Pretty much, yeah. That's pretty much what we do. We watch them, and then we talk about what we saw. Basically, what anybody does when they watch <laughs> something. But but the difference is we record it and hope people listen to it. Yeah, that's yeah. That is the only difference that we sit down and we record our conversations. We're kind of like Richard Nixon in that way. <laughs> well, which one is Nixon and which one is Frost? I don't know. Well, that's, we get... that's a good question. So I don't know. Did you watch the Oscars? Any any surprises there? Well, actually, well, I, I guess we should actually talk about the Oscars since Heath Ledger won supporting actor for oh, the Joker, yeah. and and it also won best sound um, sound mixing. It didn't even get nominated for Best Picture, which kind of surprised... I thought it was... I mean, it was my favorite movie of the year, probably. And that was a surprise, that it didn't get one. Yeah. Because uh, it did earn a Director's Guild of America nomination for Christopher Nolan. And when you... Typically, when you receive a DGA nomination, your film will go on to be nominated for Best Picture. And this time, it didn't. When The Reader did, which actually The Reader has mixed reviews, so it was kind of a weird Best Picture nominee... But uh, what are you gonna do? I don't know. I mean, I don't really follow it that closely. I've like only vaguely even heard of Slumdog Millionaire, so and it won Best Picture, right? I, I guess I should. It, see it, it swept swept the awards actually. Yeah, it won like, eight of oh, its in. Yeah, I didn't yeah, really eight. watch the awards fully, but I sort of caught the recap or whatever. Uh, I just saw, I just saw Zach, Zach and Miri make a porno, but uh, Kevin Smith movie, and you're not a big Kevin Smith fan, I know. No, no, he's not. He's he sucks. <laughs> It was okay. I mean, it's kind of what I expected, I think. It's basically... Well, yeah, I mean, when you, when you see a Kevin Smith movie, it's pretty much what you expect, yeah. <laughs> so have you been watching any TV? Poorly made. <laughs> um, have I been watching any... Um, Besides Batman. Uh, no, actually, uh, no. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the last, like, episodic television program I watched. Mm, yeah. I have no clue. No clue. I haven't even watched The Office or anything recently. The Office is, is really stupid now. I kind of stopped watching it. It's, yeah, I, it's really poorly done. I I, I, I should send an angry letter. I, you know, they should hire good. me as a writer. I think I could probably you do a better should. job. I could probably. Do I that. know. I think you should send them a letter. I'll send them a script. I'll write a script. I had a really good idea for an episode of The Office. It was like what, a what flashback happened? episode. It was, it was like Dwight's first day, but it took place in the '80s, so Michael could have like a mullet or something. I thought it was a good how, idea. How would that work? Since it's a documentary, it's well, supposed to be like a documentary. Yeah, I know. That's a good point. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think of that. I don't think that through, but it, I'm still, you know, fleshing it out. That's, so. how, that, that's how long they've been working on the documentary. <laughs> yeah, maybe they, I don't know. Maybe like a news crew came in, you could say, or something like that. I don't they, know. <laughs> they found old Betamax tapes. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. It could It could be like Michael finds this old tape, and, the, and it's like Dwight or somebody brings in their home video camera. But like Jim couldn't be on the show, or Pam. Yeah, like I know. They, that's the problem. Pam and Jim <laughs> would like most of the main characters wouldn't even be in that episode. <laughs> all, right, maybe, all right, maybe it's not a great idea, but I liked it. I would watch that episode. 
Well, I probably would too, just to see how they pull it off. Do you know what the name of the episode? Do you know what the name of the episode would be called? The what? Sport of Dwight. The Sport <laughs> of Dwight. So, you ready to get into this week's episode? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do it. To the Batcave. All right, The Sport of Penguins, Season 3, Episode 4. Yeah, uh, the original air date for The Sport of Penguins, October 5th, 1967. It was episode number 98, production code 1703. It was written by Charles Hoffman and directed by Sam Strangus. And, of course, the guest stars Burgess Meredith as the Penguin. Ethel, okay. Ethel Merman as Alola Lasagna. She would have a name like Ethel. I would have. <laughs> Ethel Merman is a was a famous actress at one point. So it's kind well, of. <laughs> this is where her career really went downhill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> when she came on as Lola Lasagna. What a horrible character. Are these airing weekly at this point? Uh, yeah, yeah, really yeah. They're not on um twice a week anymore. Now it's just once a week. Oh, okay. All right. So we open with Lola Lasagna at the horse track. And uh, she's getting her photo taken uh, for some reporters. Apparently there's, like, the Churchill Downs of Gotham. I don't know. Was it called Gotham Downs, probably? It was probably <laughs> called, like, the Bruce Wayne racetrack. Oh, yeah. Probably. I'm sure. Because Bruce Wayne's a big gambling man. He is. But anyway, uh, as she's getting her picture taken and hobnobbing with these reporters, uh, the penguin comes in, and uh, all he does is steal little lasagna's umbrella. Yeah, he steals her parasol and walks away. There seems to be no security at the uh, racetrack. Anyone can just walk up. Uh, yeah, he steals her parasol and just uh, walks out. That was, and then we cut. The- that was very that was strange. I didn't know what was going on. I thought I missed something. I was like, oh, did our copy yeah. like lose a scene? He just came up and stole <laughs> her parasol and walked away. I think this whole episode has missed something. Anyway, we cut to the credits. Uh, and after the credits, we're in the Gotham City Public Library again. And uh, the Penguin's back. He's in the library. And, and, uh, he just, and, he, and he just wanders up to the glass case with a famous book in it and decides to cut it open and decides to walk out. I know, these were a simpler time when you could just smoke openly in a public library, much as the Penguin is doing, and just smash open display cases and steal <laughs> books. And, and walk away, yeah, I know. It's very <laughs> odd. So, uh, yeah, he, st- he steals a rare book, and the book is about uh, famous parasols. Why is this book priceless, this, this book on famous parasols? Did they only- yeah, it's apparently a very get rare book. I don't know. Maybe in the go- in, you know, in, in this universe of where Batman exists, parasols are really sought after. They're very <laughs> a valuable item. I don't know. Oh, it's very odd. Very odd. So after the penguin uh, smashes up the whole case, steals the book, or actually, he doesn't even steal the book. He just takes a quick glance at it. Barbara Gordon comes up and is like, "Look, look, you, you can't do that. You gotta leave." Uh, I'm I'm calling the police. Well, Penguin then said it was a library, and he was gonna he's allowed to take the book out. He's a taxpayer of the city, and he's got a good point. Really, he should be able to look at the book. He's he's paying for it in a way. As Barbara uh, Gordon calls uh, Commissioner Gordon, the Penguin leaves. He just walks out because you can't stop him if he wants to leave. But he leaves his umbrella behind, uh, and it starts ticking because obviously <laughs> there's some type of explosive in the umbrella. So we cut to uh, Commissioner Gordon answering the phone, and actually, this is like the only scene where Chief O'Hara is is in in this uh, episode. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I can't. I, is this the only scene with Commissioner Gordon in it? I can't think of another one. Yeah, that's true. It is. They were not really, yeah, not really used that much in this one, especially after the last episode with the siren. Oh, I know. Maybe that's why, because they were used just so much. Yeah, too much siren. <laughs> 
Alright, so uh, Batman and Robin just happened to be in Commissioner Gordoner's. Yeah, that was weird. Sorry. They were just there. Like, yeah, they, they just happened to be in his office. Yeah, they're like, oh, good thing we just happened to be here. Yeah, so, and it was a good thing because they were able to race off to the library and uh, basically defuse the bomb with their bat shield, which I thought didn't look like... They had this weird little shield with these, like... Tongs on it. Little, yeah, tongs. And it doesn't look like that would be very effective at all for, for a, a, bomb. a bomb. No, I don't think so either. But they do manage to take out the bomb, so... Yeah, they do. Batman and Robin are a little confused as to why the Penguin would want to steal or even look at a book about parasols. So they race off to to use the Bat Computer for answers. Hey, do you know what else? Um, in this episode, there was continuity in the series, because Penguin did mention to Barbara in the library that she turned down his marriage proposal. Yeah, I know, and he's really pissed off about that, too. <laughs> I thought that was cool. He they really never is. have, like, continuity in the episodes like that with the villains. Yeah, it's it's very loose continuity, because it would mean the Penguin somehow got out of jail. I mean, they never really explained that. Yeah, well, he was at that port picking up old women at the end of the siren. Yeah, episode. I know. I was wondering, does, do you think he knew Lola Lasagna before? Or? I kind of get the idea that he did. Yeah. I don't know, it's it's... I think maybe a former relationship, maybe that should be explored later. Again, in fan fiction or something like that. I think they should have an actual Batman miniseries. They should have Grant Morrison write a four-issue miniseries dealing with the Penguin and Lola Zania's relationship <laughs> prior to 1968. And we cut to the Penguin's bookshop, uh, which apparently the Penguin has opened up a bookshop in his spare time. How, how, did he, wonder, how, how did he get the loans for that? Did he go into a bank and say, I want to turn over New Leaf, I want a bookstore? I don't know, if a guy named The Penguin came in, and he looks pretty dedicated to his name. and He is in a tuxedo. <laughs> I don't know, you think he can compete with, like, Borders or Barnes & Noble? I guess they didn't have Yeah, that was simpler then, so. times then, and there was just neighborhood yeah. bookstores. It was a time where you could just, anyone could open up a bookstore and I guess that's successful. true, I guess that's true. But he is apparently running, like... He's also a bookie. Gambling well, booking, yeah. yeah, he's a bookie, too. That's probably how, that's, that's what pays the bills when you get right down to it. <laughs> So Lola Lasagna comes in, and she, of course, wants her uh, umbrella that he stole back. But the Penguin reveals, and I guess this is why he wanted to take a look at that that book, he reveals that her parasol is a complete fake. It's not actually a real priceless parasol, like as she was claiming. So he's on to her, and uh, he asked um, if her horse, her, her prized horse, which is also named Parasol, and this is getting confusing, but... Her prize horse parasol. He's like, is that also a fake? But it's not because it's the only thing that she got in a divorce settlement uh, recently. She was only married for married for uh, what three weeks? And Something like she's that, yeah. Divorced. Yeah, she's a gold digger. And all but, she got was um, the horse. <laughs> I know, and she had to sell. She at one point had a bunch of parasols, but she had to sell them all for yeah, food money. They were f family heirlooms. <laughs> what kind of family collects parasols? Uh, the lasagna family. I don't know. <laughs> She's honestly, if she's trying to be a gold digger, she's fooling herself because she's not, she's kind of old and not very attractive. Look who she's hanging out with, the penguin of all people. I know, she, she, you know, she needs a new game. And I guess that's why she's here with the penguin now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, we cut to Batman and Robin at the bat computer and it's just spitting out just answers. But left really all it spits yeah. out is, it spits out the definition of parasol, which they could have just looked up in a dictionary. I don't know why they need a whole computer for that. It's kind of like a riddle, kind of like, they had to, like, decipher yeah, I know. it. It was weird. Yeah. 
Eventually, the back computer connects Parasol to the horse racing uh, tournament or race or whatever. And uh, it also reveals that Lola Lasagna is it's not her real name. She, it's, it's, a, it's a fake name, which, uh, come on, I could have told you that. No one has a last name Lasagna. That's, that's weird. But uh, I don't know how the back computer had access to those sort of personal files either. But that's the sort of thing we won't get into. Anyway, and this this is what really was weird. So they're looking through these clues. They find out that Parasol has to do with the horse racing tournament and Lola Lasagna's uh, horse Parasol. And um, Robin says, man, this is getting to be a really sticky situation. And, and Batman's like, sticky situation? Hmm. Let's let's go to a, let's go to the glue factory and see see what's going on there. It's kind of, it was there? it was like last week with Barbara saying maybe her dad ran into the siren. This is just weird because Robin makes like a pun, and then Batman's like, "Let's follow up on that pun you just made, which has nothing to do." <laughs> he had so that go, intuition. That that bat so intuition. They, <laughs> so they go up to the glue. Come on, the, the, glue the, the writers of the series are really stretching sometimes. I mean, they had yeah, something. I know. I know they had it, it is. Weird. But anyway, the, the name of the glue factory was Glue Gluten's Glue Factory, which reminded me of uh, Bob Blah Blah's Blah Blah yeah. <laughs> from Arrested Development. I, I bet that's where they got that uh, possible, idea for that from this TV show, too. Right after Batman and Robin race off, Al picks up the black rotary telephone and calls Batgirl and tells her. Yeah, so he calls her to Warner because Alfred is, of course, knows Batgirl's secret identity. And so he calls her and says, you know, you should go check out the glue factory, too, because there's some, something might be going on there. I don't know if Alfred, he's not very loyal to Batman he's, and Robin. Oh, he's, kind of sharing, he's kind of sharing their secrets. But uh, anyway, so when he calls Barbara, she's just sitting there all by herself, talking to her bird. She It's like a Saturday night, probably. She needs to get out more. She's not a bad-looking... No, she's, she's a good-looking like, good girl. She just is yeah. kind of weird. I know. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Anyone who would, like, dress up in character like When your dad is Commissioner Gordon and his best friend is Chief O'Hara... <laughs> You're going to have some emotional scars. That's true. So we cut back to the Penguin and Lola in the bookstore, and they hatch a plan to get another horse and paint it to look like Parasol in order to rig the race. And it's and it's weird because they want to, like, paint Parasol to look different so and then bet all their money on it. I don't really know. There's no way that would work in real life, right? Someone would notice. If, <laughs> yeah, someone would notice. You can't just paint a horse. Someone would notice. Why well, like how Lola is they, just going to paint her with spray paint. Yeah, I know, a can of black spray paint. The penguin then turns on this radio he has just to see how the explosion went. He wants to know. He basically wants to find out if Barbara's You think he would have found out by now. This explosion yeah, had to have been like a day ago. Like major news too, right? But anyway, he, and it, right as he turns it on, there's an announcement that Batman and Robin defused the bomb, the library's safe. The penguin is, of course, pissed because he, he really is so hung up on this Barbara thing. He really, I, I think he really thought that she was going to marry him. I think like he actually had a chance. He's he, really upset, and he wants her dead. I wonder if that comes up later. Like the penguin's always trying to kill her. I don't know. That's a good question. We'll find out soon enough, I guess. Yeah. Later at the glue factory, penguin and Lola are trying to uh, procure a horse, and uh, the reason they went to a glue factory, I guess, is because glue is made out of the hooves of horses. I, and I they have like that, lame but... horses there. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I guess that would be a good place to find a horse that would lose a race. But can you just enter any horse, like this really crappy horse? Can you just enter it? I don't think so. I mean, if they think it's Parasol, the the great race, race horse. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. So anyway, um, the owner of the factory says, you know, we don't 
We don't make glue from horses' hoofs anymore. That's so 1940s. This is the 60s. We use synthetic glue now. But, just in case, he actually does have a spare horse right there. I wonder if glue factories today have a spare horse, just in case. I would assume they do, because, you know, if, if the synthetic production goes down, you still need to make the glue somehow. I don't know. Batman and Robin watching the scene unfold from a window. And this has to be, like, the weirdest entrance ever. Did you Do you remember this? They, like, kind of stoop in through the window and, like, act like they're all quiet. And then jump down really really quietly. I don't I don't know how to describe it, but it's so bizarre. I don't even know. It was like the worst grand entrance of all time. The penguin notices. He freaks out because Batman and Robin are there. The penguin's henchmen show up, and a fight breaks out. You know, in the confusion of the fight, Lola steals the horse. And just as the penguin's about to escape, Batgirl shows up with a rope around the penguin, you know, ties him up. She goes in, wraps up all the penguins' henchmen with this giant... Adhesive tape. Adhesive. Why would they make yeah, giant I, scotch tape? I don't know. I was wondering, this tape is in a glue factor. I wondered what sort of applications this tape would have. Like, what? who are they selling this to? I don't know. It's giant It's, it's giant tape. Who would use it? Seriously. Well, apparently it's really good for wrapping up henchmen. Oh, uh, yeah, obviously, <laughs> but that, not everybody's going to be doing that. While they're taping up the henchmen, the penguin, he gets out, but on his way, he grabs some glue. And uh, he goes outside with the glue, paints it all over the Batmobile, all over the seats, and on the wheels. It's all over the place. It's, the Batmobile's now covered in glue, which again brings up the point that Batman and Robin really need to get some kind of car alarm. lock. Yeah. Even like a hood for their convertible. What if it's raining? <laughs> I never thought of that. Maybe it, it, never, it never, rain? never rains in Gotham. It, I don't know. That sounds like a... Uh, romance novel. It never rains in Gotham. <laughs> so back in the glue factory, Batman's a little suspicious as to how Batgirl knew that they were going to be at the glue factory. But uh, she says it's just woman's intuition, which is a lie. It was Alfred. <laughs> well, that, maybe that's considered a woman's intuition. Yeah, is Alfred a woman's intuition? There's like, every woman has a little Alfred inside her head telling her... Maybe. That's kind of weird if you think about it. it could, yeah. Anyway, Batman and Robin race off they're like we gotta go catch the penguin now he's escaped they jump into the batmobile but <laughs> they're stuck of course instantly glue's instantly all over the stuck this is powerful glue this is synthetic it's not that old-fashioned i guess horse glue this is I guess the, you're the right. real stuff that's right so they're stuck the, the wheels are stuck the whole thing is messed up we cut back to the penguin he's in his hideout uh lola and the, and the penguin now have the two horses there they're painting them to look like each other but they're like, well, if we're going to rig this race, we've got to have some money to bet on it, you know, so they can really make some serious cash. They want a bank. So uh, the Penguin, they're trying to think, how can we get some money? Because both of them are broke, apparently. So um, the Penguin, he remembers the, the parasol book in the library, how rare it was. He's like, you know, I'm going to go off and steal that because that, you know, that's going to bring us a lot of money on the black market. Who's going to buy that book on the black market? Seriously, is there really that big of a demand for a parasol book on the black market? I know, and it, what I thought, if he's already going to steal something, why not just rob a bank, get the money outright, save himself all the trouble? Yeah, yeah, I didn't think of that. You're right. This is a really bad plan. Why doesn't he just go check out the book and just sell it and just never return it, pay the late fee or whatever? Wow, that's a good idea, too. The Penguins, I, you know, he should hire me as a henchman. He can't get 
good henchmen these days. I should be a henchman. Well, Chris, he was going to steal. He was going to say, "Wait, let's wait till the place is open for me to steal it." <laughs> I know because it's a little bit of a hassle to break in. Yeah, Lola, yeah in. Lola said, "Why don't you do it now? No one's there." <laughs> I know. Thank God Lola's there, because otherwise the penguin would be just waiting around for places to open. I gotta wait till the bank's open to go rob it. I can't be breaking in. You know, it's, it's like, I only want to commit one felony at a time here. <laughs> I don't want to do that. So anyway. I don't mind stealing, but breaking in. I don't know about that. The, the penguin leaves. We cut to Barbara. Barbara. She's asleep, but she's woken up by the this library security alarm, because the library can't afford to by an actual security guard. They have to get one of their librarians to do it. Right? Couldn't it notify the police? Because she just immediately... Yeah, she just got on the dead says, phone yeah, and called her dead. Said someone broke in. It's like, look, someone's breaking into the library. I can't I can't deal with this. I'm just a librarian. Does Gordon work uh, 24-7? Probably. Because it seems to be only two people even in the uh, police, police department. Batman and Robin, they're back in the Batcave. They somehow got out of the... The glue. Because Al switched the Batmobile adhesive dissolve switch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why would you That's, do that? It really comes in handy. It's specific, but there's a lot of specific things that s- seem to pay off. I mean, that's some you real know, like, foresight on Batman. I mean, for him to think oh, that one day I'm going to be glued to this thing. You never know. I mean, they don't have a lock. Anyone could just walk up and put any kind of adhesive they want right there on the seat. That's true. That's true. So Batman and Robin... They're back in the Batcave, and they get a call from Commissioner Gordon, and that's the end of this episode. Yeah, it was a weird ending. Weird ending. Weird cliffhanger ending. I don't know. This was a good episode, though. It was a good episode. It was incredibly dumb. Penguin is the stupidest criminal in Gotham. I don't know. It seems like a lot of criminals are pretty stupid, because who have we seen? We've seen the Riddler. (laughs) Riddler's not really the smartest guy. Who is... Was last week's episode? The Siren. The Siren. Oh, yeah, the Siren. She she actually has the most clever plan so far. But the Penguin does not think about anything. This is the the stupidest plan. Why doesn't he just steal things? Why does he have to make some complicated horse racing thing and and run the risk of someone noticing, like, that that horse looks like it's been painted a little bit. I don't don't know about this. I don't know. Yeah, it's a a good episode. I liked it. It was was fun. Um... Penguin and Lola, as dumb as they are, are a good team. They work well together. Yeah, yeah. They, they really do. It was enjoyable. So far, I haven't... Every episode I've enjoyed. It's been a lot of fun. So, anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, I want to thank a few specific people. My friend Adam said he likes the podcast. He's going to talk about it on his radio show. He has, like, a radio show for NKU, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, neat. So people um, are going to hear about it there. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, my friend Nikki for writing, she writes, she wrote the blurb for uh, last week's episode because I oh, didn't cool. have anything creative to write. So she wrote it and she likes the podcast, I think. She's she's from uh, Australia and, you know, I should mention this to you because they don't have any Taco Bells. Really? God, that would suck. I wonder if they have Chipotle. Do you like Chipotle? Yeah, but I think I like Taco Bell better. Really? I don't know. It's, they're different for They're sure, definitely right? different, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Chipotle is like a step up, or maybe it's like a step sideways. I don't know. It's a different thing. They're both Mexican. Kind of. Themed, yeah. There's just something about Taco Bell. You just can't go wrong with Taco Bell. You really can, and it's cheap. And it's, it's very good. cheap, yeah. I don't know. I like it. I feel like getting Taco Bell right now. <laughs> I know. I might just go out right right now. But, we should um, get Taco Bell to sponsor our show. 
We should, because this is like the third time we've talked about him, I think. It should be called Ta- I, you know, Taco Bell Presents Steve and Andy Meet Batman. <laughs> we should just do Steve and Andy Meet Taco Bell, where we just talk about new, we new should things do an the episode. We should do an episode where we go to Taco Bell. Or we, we yeah. before the ep- we record the episode, we go to Taco Bell, we eat the food, then we come back and we discuss the food. <laughs> that, I would not be against doing that. That would be a really neat episode. <laughs> I think it would be. Especially for people who don't have Taco Bell. It's like... Everyone in Australia. I know. I can never move to Australia now. I have to have... One of my rules is I have to have a Taco Bell within a 50-mile vicinity radius of me. I need one time. I need one five miles from me. Oh, God. I can't have one more than five miles away from me. I don't know. Maybe 50 miles is a, is a stretch. Maybe like 20. I don't know. But anyway, Andy, thanks for a great podcast. Hey, thanks, Steve. I, Again. It, was, it was fun. And uh, everyone out there, if you like the podcast, go to uh, steveandandy.blogspot.com, and that's our blog, and you can subscribe there, or you can go to iTunes. We have two reviews now. Oh, good. Yeah, everyone needs to write us a review. Yeah, one review is about this old <laughs> Steve and Andy meets Seinfeld, so granted, that's... It won't make any sense because it'll say something about Seinfeld, and people are like, what? But the And the other one is written by my friend, a really nice guy. I also want to thank for listening to the show, Hex. He's a cool guy. Yeah, okay. So, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Also, you can email us at steveandandy at gmail.com. Have we received any emails yet? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I we needed them. We need an email. Someone please email us. If, if, <laughs> we'll read it on the air. We'll read it on the air. Yeah, that's true. That's We'll read it on the air and we'll respond on the air. Exactly. It'll be awesome. It will be awesome. I can't think of anything better. I, I think we'll either. be flooded with emails now. After we get a bunch of emails, we will then have a voicemail line. So if you want a voicemail line, you have to start sending us emails. I know. Well, yeah, because we're not going to go through all the trouble to set up people sending us in voicemails if we can't can't even get one email. Come on, one email? Is that so much to ask? I don't think so. It'll probably... I'll send us a fake email if no one else does so we can read it online. Yeah, we need some emails. So... Good episode next week. Another episode about penguin and uh, yeah, Lola another lasagna. penguin Lola and the and the stunning conclusion. I'm sure it will be stunning. It'll I bet be it will be. No one expects. It probably yeah. won't, no one will expect it. The Riddler will be the horse. No one will expect it. <laughs> I don't, you never know. So Andy, take care. I'll talk to you next week. All right. See you later, Steve. Going to win.